0: citizens of the Verst. Today is, I just said Verst, verse. Today is September 1st, 2951, and welcome to another episode of Readcast. We are a weekly Star Citizen podcast sponsored by the Read organization. I'm your host, Way2Geeky, and I'm joined by two of my illustrious co-hosts. First off, he has a license to thrill, and he knows how to use it. It's Checkoff. Say hello, Chekhov.
1: Hello, everyone. And good evening. Sorry, I just uh, overshot that almost crashed into the javelin that was part Overshot, of the squeaked.
0: Sorry. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, he lost his license when he killed too many of his orc members in flight. The one, oh. the only, Seagard Olsen.
2: That's right. I have mass, therefore I have inertia.
0: So, um, we are recording a day late, and it happens to be somewhat serendipitous today. Um, Today's September 1st, and a year ago today, we launched our first episode of Readcast. So, I can't believe we've been doing this for so long. It seems like just yesterday, squeaky chair. (laughs) Um, So, uh, I, I have some trivia that I came up with for you guys. Uh, first question, how many episodes have ReadCast, uh, sorry, how many episodes of ReadCast, I read ahead, have we put out so far? What do you well, think, Sigurd? How many?
2: I'm going to say uh, 28. And what about you, Chekhov?
1: Okay, so that this is fairly easy. It's like a Sherlock Holmes kind of thing, a deduction, right? So we have one year, exactly one year. We pretty much did every week. I think we missed one. So my guess is 50 or 51.
0: We missed more than one for sure, but you're not far off. 48 episodes. Okay.
1: That's pretty Yes, We had a
0: couple weeks where we didn't put one out uh, on time. Uh, Or we we went between weeks. I think I had a vacation here or there. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, How many episodes was Seagard a guest on before he became a host?
2: Oh, that was... Seagard, how many? thinking it was four. And the last one was at the end of the year. Last one of the year.
0: What about you, Chekhov?
2: Wait, I I
1: didn't hear Seagard is very low. What did Seagard say?
0: He said he thinks four, and the last one was at the end of last year.
2: Mm.
1: The guest on before he became a host, Uh, I I think it was three. It was six. Wow, that many!
0: Now you could you could potentially count it as five or six because we split one episode into two. Mm. So you know do with that what you will, but technically it's six episodes.
2: Okay. I Um, thought it was that many.
0: What episode did we ask Seagard to co-host? You know, when was it? What was the name of it or anything like that? Anything you know about it?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think you're going to be surprised. uh, I think, well, I, I don't think we had a guest. I think it was just,
0: No, he was the guest that episode. No, Right, right,
1: right. Meaning besides besides him, we didn't have anyone else. Hmm. I don't know. Was it it during one of the uh, CIG events? Maybe. Ah, so we're getting warm here. Uh, Probably. Not
0: necessarily an event event.
1: Okay. Maybe one of the free flights or. I don't know if there was
0: a free flight. No. Okay.
1: So it's not really an event. Maybe a patch. Was it, a, was it like a major not patch? Not a patch. Not a patch, okay. Close to one. All right, so most... I don't know. I don't know. This is just... What good. about you, Cigar? Yes.
2: Do you know? When? I'm thinking maybe uh, Christmas Eve or something? Nope.
0: I definitely didn't record Christmas Eve because <sighs> I was in Connecticut. That's probably one of the few episodes we didn't record um so it is happy stella fortuna march 17th of this year that would be season two episode 10 gotcha it feels like you've been a co-host so much longer because you were such a frequent guest
2: (laughs) yeah i was really thinking i was it was the beginning of the year when i started but uh that's interesting that's interesting
0: you get you guessed. You were a guest like two or three times this year. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it was almost like Seagard. You want to join us? <laughs> <laughs> um, now, what episode did we first introduce for science?
1: Oh, that was really early on. I think we were waiting for uh, f- for the music score. Uh, for Cody to write the score that's the only reason why we it was kind of delayed but I would say it came like uh, maybe around episode 6 or so oh so close
0: if it's Price is Right rules you went over <laughs> it. Um, episode 5 Okay, and that name the name of the episode was For Science
2: oh very okay, good um,
0: we sort of already mentioned this in chat, so I'm not going to ask it, but I'm just going to say, um, in this past year, we have had 12,000, a little over 12,000 listens, which is pretty awesome. That is pretty good. Um, now Seagard, uh, as of to date, what has been your favorite
2: moment from Readcast? I think my favorite moment was, uh... Check out falling asleep and I'm waking up. <laughs> oh, That's a good one. That's a really good one. That didn't now, happen. Wasn't that many weeks that ago either. that never. did not happen because uh, weird. Uh,
1: did you actually did not cut that out? Is it no. still out there? Yeah, uh, really? it's oh, wow. the, the
0: uh, check off. You don't even look at our podcast. It's the name I'm, of the
1: episode. I, I've never listened or looked at the podcast. Now I'm just being totally honest. It's I the name of the episode. It. Really? Oh, my God. Did, how many it's listens? It's called The we,
0: Episode Where Chekhov Falls Asleep.
1: Wait, how many? I'm just curious. How many listens did we get on that particular
0: episode? On that episode, it's relatively high.
1: I wonder why, because there was not much content I was sleeping. That's funny.
0: That's because you were dealing with the boat stuff, wasn't it?
1: Oh, uh, okay, I don't You were out was, it late that day. Oh yeah, um, that's right. That's right. I didn't want to. I didn't want to episode... record. I was like so tired, but I figure.
0: Yeah. Isn't that also the one where you showed up late?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I came in late. I locked on <laughs> and went right to sleep.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So that episode was May twentieth, and we have two hundred and ninety-one listens so far, which is probably like sixth or seventh
1: highest. Wow, that's pretty cool. Well, thanks everyone that my uh, actually content is valued so highly that you listen to the episode where I have no content, where, where I fall asleep <laughs> is the highest one. That's
0: cool. I mean the highest one is almost up to four hundred. That's cool. And which one yeah. would that be? The highest listened episode. A good question. Maybe you should guess.
1: Oh. <sighs> I mean, you might it, not it, even know. It was with one of the... Uh, me, uh, could it, would it be the one with Earth as our guest? Who? Uh, Earth. No. No. Uh, we did
0: have a good guest.
1: Yeah, because that's grim? what I'm thinking. We had a guest. We had yeah. a guest on that grim? episode.
0: Yeah, it was grim. Oh, actually, grim. no. That's the second highest episode. Oh. oh. Our highest episode is called Fleet Week Madness. It's the week after you fell asleep.
1: Okay. With three hundred and
0: eighty-five listened.
1: And you know why? Because they probably wanted to catch me falling asleep. Um, uh, you weren't
0: happen. there. Yeah, oh. you weren't there. Check off. <laughs> it was myself, Seagard, and Tavo. Ah, oh,
1: oh, okay.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to hook and Actually, up that was the episode.
0: Afterwards, we decided to do Tavo's
2: tips. But we're still trying to catch on. up with him lately. Can't, can't yeah, to he's get been a busy—he's been a busy guy.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So, Chekhov, what about you? What was your favorite episode? Yes.
1: Well, my favorite episode probably is the one where, uh, and again, I'm not trying to do you know what, but it was when Sigurd finally joined us. Oh, your favorite moments? Piss.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, about, well, it was actually, I guess, a point in time. Because I yeah. really don't know what my favorite episode is. They most, you know, I had a lot of them. But the reason why it was that one, because I was really getting scared that we were running out of material. And at one point, we were running out of guests and material. So I was like, okay, you know, it's just going to be two of us. We're really going to be have nothing to talk about. So, yeah. So when he joined us, that was um, kind of a big relief. It-
0: it really helps to have three people because you Anthemous. can throw ideas out there, and sometimes our opinions overlap. Sometimes they're different, but even then, because we have differing opinions, maybe one of our opinions is closer to the other, and so we're sort of like, "Yeah, I agree." Instead of just yeah. being like, "Oh, that's interesting," you know, I think three people spark more conversation. Yeah, um, I agree. my favorite. Moments are both from the same episode. One happened during the podcast, and one happened before. Um, it was our first episode. Our first episode, technically, Chekhov and I recorded it, and because we didn't understand the nature, or I didn't understand the nature of the platform we were recording. I didn't know that you don't actually see the content right away and that it processes behind the scenes and then eventually it just pops up. So we recorded the whole episode before I knew. uh, You know, we recorded it. We thought it was all set. And then when we were done, there was no episode to be found. So we had to re-record the entire episode over again the next day. And then next day I found the recording of the first episode had processed and everything was all set. So that was fun. And then also from that first episode, I'm sure you all can remember the moment of truth, which was when Chekhov was being berated by someone over voice comms in the hangar and we had to bleep the guy out cuz he kept swearing.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Get
0: out of here! So that was my favorite part of the first episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So yeah, a lot of good stuff. It's been a it's been a fun year. Can't believe it. Um,
2: yeah, hard to believe it. it's been a year.
0: So, um, now looking beyond the past year, what have you been up to this past week, Seagard?
2: You know, I uh, last. I guess it was uh, yeah. Since the last show, I did that focus on I refocused on getting the uh, logistics division into a town hall, and came up with a new theme for our next couple months to finish out the year and uh, take us hopefully on our next step and journey and for better gameplay and as a logistics group, um, created four new roles within the uh, division. Uh, mostly to to help kind of pull some of the logistic, no pun intended, the logistics of of having events. Right, you got to coordinate and come up with ideas, and then also some training guys and some guys who are going to actually um, lead fleets. You know, multiple groups of uh, ships, fleet masters mm-hmm. is what we call them. So we have we have um, two support commanders are level four. So that's just below me. Um, I haven't had those before, so they are called, um, uh, chief pilot of which the first one is uh, snorkel and, um, Seth signed up to do that. Seth is going to focus kind of on search and rescue and medical and things like that. Uh, and the technology and systems around that. And then, um, mm-hmm. uh, Snorkel will be all things ship and system related. And, um, and hopefully uh, the idea is to get them to kind of build out a template for a certification type um, activity based on competition. So you want to get the snipe. Uh, uh, we have a master at arms, by the way. So this would be the equivalent. Let's say we want to say, uh, you, know, you know, top ace or something. We want to have a badge, top ace. Well, we would have to set Mm -hmm. up an event where you compete for it and only the winner gets the top ace badge. Mm -hmm. It's actually going to be a certification. I don't think we'll have the actual artwork. But it'll give them that little title they can put on their little, uh, you know, uh, their name in in the org um, for bragging rights, basically. Um, And then then the other one we're going to have is the Fleet Masters, right, which will be like run a convoy, Run the logistic ships in support of a mining effort. Um, you know, run a group of logistic ships in support of the of, you know the xeno threat. Um, you know, kind of delegate to your captains that are working with you and coordinate and let them do their jobs. Uh, yeah, but, uh, be the be the person in charge uh, if if it's needed. Right, sometimes they're going to automatically work well together. No opening questions. Uh, and then the last position is a logistics position. Um, it's actually call it route master, uh, mm-hmm. which, so the, the, I haven't filled this one yet. I, I am hoping that Tavo is interested, but, uh, it, it's, uh, actually around the different types of goods and quantities and optimizing, uh, profitability, uh, from the sense of how much you could haul at what prices and a setting up a set of standard routes the orc can use to generate cash relatively quick um so availability yeah. of supplies at a planet is a big factor right layer night's great but you know it has nice short runs but if you're going to pick up four boxes that does you nothing especially if you have eight ships working together so yeah can you make the most profit with in two hours with Eight ships, that type of thought. So, so those are the. That's what I've been working on. So we did the town hall, got some volunteers. Uh, This is the planning phase. I pulled together the concept. Now it's the planning, and then we'll be generating the the scripts and the missions, which are really just text. You know, literally text layouts. And then Mm -hmm. we will start doing test events, like you know, uh, shooting competitions and flying competitions and uh we'll expand it to a more um more common thing within the orc. so that's my it's not really for science it's more for the game or for the org
0: well plus you know we're not at for science yet anyway yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> but that's what i've been spending my time on mostly
0: cool uh check off what about you what have you been up to
1: uh mostly xeno threat <laughs> yep, same <laughs> <weird>. Me too. <laughs> yeah same here yeah as we're attacking
0: an Idris by the way exactly
1: I really can't help but <laughs> taking advantage of it <laughs> okay. because the amount of money that uh, th- these events are paying out I mean it's ridiculous I mean I basically yeah. bought a Connie uh completely you know using from you threat rewards so uh and really not i mean odds and ends uh, here and there just testing out some stuff you know right now uh flying my new ship and i think we did a late night run where we fully manned uh msr Uh, so we had four people uh basically we had a um, uh two turret operators a missile operator, and a pilot, and that worked out really well. That was a lot of fun.
0: It, a fully manned MSR, it really does, like at least in the PTU when I did it, does it not feel like you're in a Millennium Falcon? It totally
1: feels it does. that way. Yeah.
0: Both from the pilot cockpit, I know there's not as many struts, but it still just has that really unique feel. Um, so I've been up to threat as well. Um, yeah, and it's been fun. It's still not perfect, but it's a lot better than the first iteration. So that's pretty exciting.
1: Yeah,
0: that was so great. Oh,
1: wow. I was Spe- like, what yeah. is the... Speaking I was of like, which, the- oh, it, it just went invisible, Idris.
0: Well, didn't it fly away? Oh, Okay. Yeah, I think we actually, just oh. for those
1: who don't know, I think we just failed the Xenothreat yeah. mission. Yes, we failed the first part because it actually, well, yeah, we, we, we didn't kill it, so.
0: Yeah, right. we, did, we didn't kill it, and I think we missed the delivery thing. I don't know. It wasn't giving me the counter, so I didn't know. Sorry, I thought, I was like, all of a sudden, I thought I heard a wa- a dishwasher. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. have a dishwasher. It's the rainstorm. is so loud oh. outside. Oh, yeah. And I hear it it's, through my headphones.
1: It's just, it really is. I mean, think about it how and how big it is. You're in Brooklyn and I'm in New Jersey, and it's just pretty much yeah, the I mean, same. Intensity. It's,
0: my umbrella, I have like a really big, you know, tote golf umbrella, almost flipped inside out. I was like, no. No. Um, so, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's been going on in the verse this past week. Um, on ISC, the first portion of the episode was another one of those origin stories. Um, I will say this, it was kind of refreshing because Justin Chambers is extremely dynamic. Um, he's a member of the editorial team. He focuses on all things like video and trying, I think the cool thing is he talked about how it's not about the editing skills. Anyone can do that. And I totally understand that because I, I can edit things. But it's about the perspective. It's about the story, the tone. Um, and I just thought he was extremely dynamic. Despite the fact that it was an origin story, it was one of the more, I mean, it was enjoyable. I can't say the more enjoyable. It was only two. Um, and then we got a sprint report where we got a look at uh, another hospital preview with a white box of Maria Pure of Heart of Lorville. We saw more of the hacking ports. This time they talked about the common iconography as well as variations that they can do where they might be able to put terminals and walls, floors, and other places, which could open up a lot of gameplay. Uh, we saw some new flora and geology for Nyx. We got another look at a white box of the vulture, a look at the canvas sliced, um, Drake HUD and what they're working on for that. We also got to see the effects of pressure on ships and people, predominantly what we'll be seeing with crusader as well as concept art of space whales and what potential gameplay might ensue with their arrival. Um, so SeaGuard. What did you think about last week's episode of IAC?
2: I liked it. It was a good one. I think it had the right balance to keep me entertained. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, what about you, Chekhov? How
0: would you feel?
1: Yeah, I actually uh, first half not as much, but second half was I really so the the couple of comments. Uh, one I really uh, find that the the whole uh, um, the hacking game and the way they're kind of approaching it is going to be a lot of fun you know with different uh, hack keys yeah. and these little stations that you have to hack I'm sure they're going kind to of come up with some cool things and the the more they show uh, the, the hospital uh, game kind of a loop uh, the more I think that basically I think the first iteration and again this is just Purely my opinion is going to be exactly like prison uh, play, Uh, meaning you will just, (laughs) uh, yeah, just we're going to spawn there, right? You're just going to basically wake up there, and I think you uh, may or may not need to do something, but but unfortunately we will have a little bit of a delay. Again, that's only if you die, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Or or you get injured, you know. That's kind of if you end up, you know, leaving the say the game that way a night before, let's say. I mean, I think if you if you go to bed normally, like if you log out, you know, like you know, sit down and or or maybe go to the hab, you'll be fine. You'll wake up in a hab and right out. But if you gonna die and log off, I think we can end up in 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 a hospital and in the first iteration of it, just because. They're gonna need plain, simply more development time to really uh, make more out of it. Is gonna re- replicate prison because they already have the whole prison mechanics, so it makes sense. It's just gonna be a, pr- a prison with a little, like a different coat of paint, so to say. Yeah, that's that's my take on it.
0: Cool. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the episode was good. I don't know if it's a hundred percent. I don't know if I agree with you with the hospital gameplay. I think it's probably somewhere in between my expectation and yours. (laughs) Um, But I thought it was a pretty good episode. I always love a sprint report, even if it's a lot of repeat news. Um, the, The thing I always say is it's like, if this is the content that they're putting out now, it means they're saving a lot. <laughs> and that's what I'm hoping for. But I am I'm loving the fact that we're seeing more of Nyx cuz that that shows that they're they're getting there with it. So I have a feeling we're going to get multiple systems at once. It's going to be like boom boom.
1: So yeah, we shall see. That that's um,
0: true.
1: Yeah. But by the way, I'm sorry. Crossed. Take take the Xeno thread again. It's back. Oh shit, was
0: Oh, thanks.
2: It's weird. I um, I had I had a hard time hearing you. It was attenuation. So I don't know what's up with my network.
0: Oh, that's no good. Um so then this week we also got a look at or not a look at, but we had a Star Citizen live with Jeremiah Lee. Oh, he's um, always a lot of fun. Yes. Um, of all the I have to say, of all the um, the sort of game dev lives, Jeremiah Lee is the most entertaining because, first of all, I think his banter between um, between him and uh, Lando are great, but also, you know, it's just really he's such a creative person and he moves so quickly, it's amazing.
1: Um, Check can off I, your gameplay. Can I tell you something? That, yeah, typically, <laughs> well, what? I'm sorry.
0: I think I hear everything that's happening with your
1: computer. Your oh, is it? It's throwing me off. All yeah,
0: right. I hear your, I hear your, uh, yeah, you that wait. right there.
1: Wait, da, da, wait. Da, 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 da. Wow. Oh, you know why? Because it's so okay. I got it. Let me, let me try to switch that. I'm going to come back in.
0: Wait, you're gonna come back into the episode? Don't do that.
1: Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Because because I'm using my tabletop mic. Uh, All right. You 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 can switch
0: it. You can switch it. Check off. um, No, no, that's
1: fine. That's fine. I'm gonna leave the Idris alone. Uh, I'm just gonna back (laughs) off. Uh, Yeah. You know, I was just gonna make a comment about Jeremiah. I typically do not like these type of episodes at all. But the, mm-hmm. this particular one was actually a lot of fun, you know. I
0: think because it's I, very lore-based.
1: Oh, know? yeah, but I was laughing in the car. When he brought up those pictures, oh, my God. That was oh, hilarious. yeah.
0: I mean, he does that every time, too. Uh, so for those who haven't seen it yet, apparently, uh, essentially what he does is he, he, creates, he was creating a concept for one of the gangs within Pyro. And a previous Star Citizen Live developed the backstory of that gang. So it's the Fire Rats. They're a shipjacker gang um, who believe in the cleansing power of fire because they survived, you know, the dying star with Pyro and everything. Um, and so he puts up his like mood board, inspiration board, and he puts up, he always puts up funny pictures of um, of uh, Landau. And then. Uh, Disco Landau rather his full name and then he uh he talked a little bit through his inspiration which was uh to give like this very cult-like feel um but still have some uniformity he wanted to show like self-inflicted burns and patterns and things um which I thought was really interesting so yeah uh Chekhov apparently you you enjoyed it what about you Seagard?
2: I like that part. I have to admit when you're talking about all the different ways they, uh, how they culturally are, you know, they worship the sun. And uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just, I started Uh, and then I I just never got a chance to go back in. But uh, I definitely, uh, it was a decent one. Yeah. I'm interested to go to Pyro. I can tell you that. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait just to see how this stuff,
0: you know, c- turns out in game. It's going to be really interesting. Um, so this week it should be an interesting week. Uh, we, we already have had monthly reports both for the PU and Squadron Forty Two. Take a look at those. Um, it's just too much to summarize here. We always go long as it is, um, and then. Uh, there's also a jump point, which was there yesterday, um, as well as, uh, Thursday, our uh, Inside Star Citizen is going to be a look at current progress of the Redeemer, as well as the Ares Starfighter, and another sprint report, which is great, so we should get some good content there. Friday, we will have a Star Citizen live, but they have not announced the, um, guests yet. So hopefully it won't be a game dev. Hopefully it'll be, you know, at least Q&A. So on top of that content, we did get a roadmap roundup and an update to the roadmap. Uh, So here are some of the notable changes. On the progress tracker, we got some added deliverables. Um, One that I've been dying for, strangely enough is player reflection. So players will be able to see themselves in mirrors and reflective surfaces. Finally. Um, Another one is lean over cover. So implementing the tech and animation needed to allow characters and NPCs to push into cover objects, as well as look lean and shoot over them. System broadcaster implement a system that enables the scheduling of various types of server wide communications to players uh destructible environments uh, this feature will allow individual pieces of foliage to be destroyed uh, and it could also be used to populate a destruction map to record data about ecosystem destruction and then um, rivers roads and basins so they shifted the work on this um, with basins being more closely tied to the work being done on rivers Um, And then, in addition, the roads feature will be implemented after work on rivers is complete. So for that reason, they renamed um, the features to rivers and basins and roads, having their schedules adjusted accordingly. Uh, Release view. So this is what we get to see on where we think things are going to be launched. Uh, They implemented laser trip mines tier zero which are explosives that use light beams as triggers. Uh, and then for 315, uh, certain features pass their final review. Uh, and so the cards have been updated to committed. And those are bombs, loot generation tier zero, the broken moon map, uh, as well as infiltrate and defend missions. Uh, so some good stuff. Uh, anyone super excited about anything in particular?
2: Secret? Uh, uh, I think loot missions will be fun. Yeah, I think I'm, good, I'm glad know, I'm that that's into, committed. Yeah, I think that'll be a kind of a form of. A, yeah, I think it'll just be fun. It'll, it'll, I think it'll be fun.
0: Yeah. Um, what about you, Chekhov? Anything re- give you a sense of relief?
1: Yeah, the same. Loot is very much a necessary game loop because it's very extremely popular and common almost everywhere and Mm -hmm. we don't have it so yeah yeah that's gonna be real important just you know be curious to see you know how they well listen based on what they do with everything else it's probably gonna be better than anywhere else so i'm looking forward to it
0: yeah definitely it should be Um, I I think that's the biggest thing that I'm excited about. I'm just glad that we're starting to see things even committed for 315. It feels more on time. Um, So, yeah. Uh, So, uh, now it's time to talk about different ships. Seaguard, do you have any ships to compare?
2: Yes, I do. I'm just pulling up the stats. So we're going to talk about it something a little different. Uh, we're going to talk about ground vehicles. Oh, great! All right. So I picked, I picked three ground vehicles. Um, there's many, obviously, right? But um, from a from a logistics perspective, there's really only three that carry um, cargo. Okay, um, so. So the first one we have is the cyclone. The cyclone carries one cargo in the back, um, but you know it is a rugged all-terrain beast, no doubt about it. Uh, the second one is the Ursa Rover, oh. fully enclosed vehicle, and carries four. Um, has a turret on top and things like that. Um, and then the last one is the Origin G twelve, which carries two. Um, so. By, just by pure cargo, Ursa Rover is number one, the G12 will be number two, and the Cyclone would be number three with just one. But mm-hmm. I think there's other factors that make these, um, you know, useful. You know, they each bring out different, I think they each have their own advantages. So, so my, my thought is, I'll just give you a quick one and then turn over to you guys. Is that the the cyclone's going to be probably the fastest? It also will fit in a smaller space. It's uh, almost two meters shorter than both of the others, and it's a meter shorter, uh, more. Uh, so it's a meter shorter in length and a meter shorter in height is the best way to put it. Um, it's pretty wide, but it's not as wide as Nurser Rover. Its weight is much lower than an Ursa rover. It's about one quarter of the weight. Uh, we all know its speed is excellent. It can, it can carry two people. It crosses terrain like crazy. Um, all three of them have uh, similar radar. They all have similar computers. Um, all, uh, well, let's see. The G12 does not have fuel intakes but the um, tumbrel and the URSA rover do. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. System-wise, we've got some power plants. Basically, it doesn't really list too much out of it. And they all have a shield generator. Uh, the G12 does not come with a cooler. Um, and then weapon-wise, the tumbrel does not come with any weapons. Uh, the others each come with a size 1... Twin link remote turret and basically, you know, two laser repeaters, etc. cetera, mm-hmm. size one. So, from my perspective, I think in cold weather environments, oh, a, Ursa rover is clearly the winner. Uh, you're shielded, you're protected, everything else. From being sneaky, I don't think it's going to go the same places that a tumble cyclone will. Uh, and I think that if you're really going in the rough terrain, the cyclone might be the way to go. Um, I think it's a pretty good vehicle for that purpose. And it and it fits nicely in the back. The G12, I haven't seen yet, but it only carries one more than the tumbrel. Um And it's as big as the Ursa Rover. So I yeah. suspect it's going to be a more comfortable vehicle with probably a little better stability. But I don't know that it's going to be any significant advantage over the Cyclone. It, it is enclosed, though. I have to admit that so i would i would say generally yeah the ursa rover is still the number one out there it's almost like an armored personnel carrier i think from a rough terrain working on your own the cyclone might be a better vehicle and mm-hmm. if you're wealthy the g12 is just kind of, I think, kind of a luxury i think the ursa yeah. outperforms it in every category so what are your thoughts
0: well check off do you have any thoughts on this
1: Oh, we just uh, happened to take out two Idrisses, but uh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, ground vehicles, is, I mean, obviously sounds like cigar did quite a bit of uh, research and very, very yeah. well informed. <laughs> I I guess, know, I'm looking can... at the ship matrix. I'm
2: looking at so, the ship matrix.
1: Yeah. I don't know how we can top this outside. And it's also, you know, it is really... I don't have a lot of hands-on ground vehicles because we just very sort of seldomly use them. I wish we actually would do it more often, which I plan to do. Uh, I mean, Cyclone is the only one really I had, uh, some experience with. And just from a sort of a casual sort of opinion, I find it extremely fun, you know, quick, uh, versatile, you know virtually indestructible, you know, so if you ask me, that's my, that's so, you know, so go-to good. when it comes to ground vehicles.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't have much to add. I will say there's one thing we didn't talk about that I think makes the URSA the most functional. What's and that? that is the fact that it
2: has suit storage yeah. in the ship. Right Ooh, the I had not thought about that.
0: Yeah, and that, and it has internal components, Based on good point. Work. So you can repair the internal, some of the internal components from the inside, and there's also so suit good. storage. Uh, there's also passenger storage where the Ursa can accommodate down, four total. Okay. Four total. He settled down, okay. Right. Because yeah. it has well, the two he jump seats. He down, okay. It does have weapon racks as well. Okay. But so does the so does the Cyclone. there, just on the the side of the doors.
2: Oh, I didn't know um, that.
0: Yeah, you can see them. They're sort of like etched into the – they sort of follow the curvature of the ship, the vehicle. Oh, cool.
2: That was a good check yeah. out. Yeah, the Ursa – and I, I couldn't even think of cost-wise. You know, they're not that significantly different in cost. It's not like the yeah. Ursa Rover's $80. I mean, they're all right at the same price. I um, mean, there's a reason
0: why it's it's a default for the Carrick because it's highly functional compared to the others. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they, they, the others have their functions and they perform them quite well. I think it's just a matter mm-hmm. of you know it's fully enclosed, which the G twelve is too. We don't we don't know what the G twelve if the G twelve is going to have suit storage or anything like that. It doesn't look like it. It looks like you get right into the seat. Um, mm-hmm. But you never know. But then yeah. it, you know it carries four people and it has the gun racks. The so cargo is
2: exposed on the back. I don't
1: like these. Now, which you know, one fits inside oh, the Connie?
2: They all um, do. Yeah, they all do. Yeah, the, the the Cyclone, you may be able to get three in there now. Um, I think Ursa the is probably, the smallest. It's not, it's actually not. It's it's longer, and uh, it's uh, oh, okay. so it's four meters long. Oh.
1: How could I? Did we
0: lose you, Sigurd?
1: I was just going to say, how could I miss Idris with a missile from 10 feet away? Sigurd, you there? Oh, I think we lost Sigurd. Just cancel the R, bro. Did we lose Sigurd? Sigurd, can you hear us? He had uh, some problems with his network the whole day, so that missed maybe a part of the
0: see can you hear us <laughs> have you,
1: have you that that reminds that, me that, of that which movie, lot movie lot is that, that from
0: um you
1: know, I know it' was from
0: it's, isn't it from uh fiddler on the roof
1: see me oh no that, that's that's I'm thinking of the who the the who the 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 musical see me hear me you know that that song
0: Oh, yeah, no. That's not... I'm thinking... I'm singing like, Papa, can you hear me?
1: Papa, oh, can okay, you hear okay. me? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's another one.
0: But is that... That's not... Is it from That's
1: Leonardo from Jesus Christ Superstar.
0: No, it's not. No? It's Yentl. It's from Yentl.
1: Oh, right, okay. <laughs> well, that's close enough.
0: Babs. Well, apparently we got to figure out what's going on with Seaguard.
1: Yeah, we may have to go rescue Sigurd.
0: Looks like our year anniversary is going to be a part two episode. Now we'll combine. We'll combine the two. So, guys, guess what time it is?
1: It's time for science, and we have what? We have. Correct the mundo content. I hope we have content for science. You know they say content
0: is king. Yeah. So, for those who don't know, for science is the segment we talk about things we did in either the name of science or to test the game. Um, Seagard, have you done anything for science? I know you yeah. sort of alluded that maybe, maybe not so much, but not so much. Yeah, I did mostly work stuff this week
2: or planning.
0: For org, well, you did not because you did have your um, yeah, with the your tunnel. group meeting too. So, yeah, yep. what about you, Chekhov?
1: Um, you know, I'm trying to remember if I already talked about this. Uh, well, there were a couple of exploits, so there's nothing to talk Sorry, about. Sorry, the
0: squeaks, there. the squeaks would be the third favorite moment.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> you mean my it sounds chair? like
0: you're ripping them. Yeah,
2: <laughs> my chair. Yeah, it's you know what it is.
1: It's my uh, so here's the thing. I'll tell you where the squeaks are coming from. So I have the leather handles on my chair, right? But my joysticks mm-hmm. are sitting on my desk, right? Oh. so I want to get my chair like my my hand as much as I can uh, with a ninety degrees sort of angle uh, or in line with my joysticks, right? Which mm-hmm. means that I have to raise my chair so high that I have to squeeze it under my desk, and that's the noise mm-hmm. that you hear.
0: <laughs> oh, see, my chair, my chair, the arms lift up, oh, so okay. I'd be like perfect. But it's so cheap that like it kills my back. I, really? I take the headrest and I put it, I put it in my um the crook of my back.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> it hurts I, so much. I have the Shaquille Neo chair because I have a wide butt, <laughs>
1: but my stomach keeps my handles from getting in the way of the desk. <laughs> yeah, the next thing is um, yeah. I got to really splurge for the new chair, but you know it's Check okay. Check that
2: one out if anyone's out there looking for a game to sit in. And it's a nice chair. And it's not that expensive. It's it's Staples. So oh, I thought
1: backs. I thought you were joking about the Shaquille. O'Neal. No, it's he's, actually he's Shaquille. No, it's not. He's They're mentioned nice. it a couple times, I feel it's like. really nice chair.
0: Almost wow. like we should get an endorsement.
1: Yeah, from Shaq. <laughs> yeah, can we get a sponsorship from Shaq for the, you know, we get it. I, so. I think it he'd pay us,
0: really big us big not big to sponsor.
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's they make, they make a nice leather one that looks like the seat no, in the uh, Aurora LX, you know, those brown leather ones. And they no. make a, uh, a black one, which is the one I have, which is awesome. And then they make a blue and black one. It's really Ooh.
1: good looking. Like do you have lumbar you can... support? Because oh, that's yeah. my You got, uh, you got yeah. lumbar.
2: You got leg. You can tilt. You nice. can do all the junk. It's nice. And uh, um, arms are fully ergonomic. So you can slide sounds. them in, out, left, right, up, down. You name know.
1: it. Oh, that's cool. That sounds like a. Yeah.
2: If you're if you're like a tall person, that's what the chair is geared for. I'm just a wide person, so. <laughs> <laughs> fits nicely. It's
0: nice and padded. I'm average height and whitish. Yeah. So I do okay. Um, I actually, I, I would consider this for science only because we don't have another section to cover it. Um, I had been struggling for the past few weeks, uh, which is why I don't have much to talk about in the game, uh, with logging in. Like, I'll log in, and then I'll be stuck when I try to load into the game. It'll just lo- keep loading, keep loading, keep loading, and I end up back at the main screen again. Um, so, solution for that, folks. Pretty simple. Character reset. <laughs> That's it. You just reset your character. It goes away. And then yesterday, after I reset my character, I loaded in so fast, it almost felt like record speed. So yeah. good stuff.
1: Well, I uh, see. Uh, I don't know if this is exactly for science, but it's something sort of that I did, and I just uh, it gave me a whole new appreciation of the skill level of these uh, guys that like truly the you know PVPS and their uh, their So their skill level. And the reason why I say that, what I did is when I got my second VKB stick, I downloaded an XML file that Buzzkiller and uh, uh, what's the other guy? I uh, uh, forgot his name. Subliminal, yeah. So they, these two, they're both kind of YouTubers and they, they're really into the, the whole PvP, PvP game. So I downloaded the bindings thinking they're just going to change my uh, key binds. But they, they had a lot more in that file. Apparently, they've also pre-programmed the curve changes, the sensitivities, and everything. So when I grabbed my sticks, I could not control them. That's how fast the rolls were and the stripes and you know everything changed. You know, I I could not control to a point where I could not land the ship. You know, that's how precise they were. So the, these guys are actually fighting at these levels. I could not even land. You know, using those settings and then mm-hmm. they're and they're actually fighting and winning dogfights. So. That kind of brought brought a kind of made me realize uh, that you know so like a whole level of the skill set the that the level that they're fighting it. Um, nice.
2: You know one thing one thing I did notice that uh, I kind of discovered was around missiles, and uh, I actually was able to get a few missile hits over the last two or three days. Um, but what I found was that I had to obviously go to missile mode. And then, uh, as the ship was locking the the target, then I'd pin the target. Um, uh, then I'd go to missile mode, and then as I as the system was drawing the you know the first the red circles and then the green circles around the target to lock the missile, um, I was initially firing them as soon as it was green and taking a shot, uh, but later I noticed and and I was not hitting that often. Later I noticed that the actual ring that you have to put around the target to maintain or to get that lock, yeah. once you have the green, it actually shrinks down and then stops like it's focusing. And as long as I waited for that circle to come down and it does go All out right. and it, it comes back in uh, on occasion, um, I was hitting much more often. Yeah, So I, I think it has long. something to do with how quickly the system can – like focus the, the yeah. missiles warhead mm-hmm. and you're just firing it kind of even with a lock you're firing it with not a, it's not very focused when you launch it so you don't get a hit if you don't let it do that
0: yeah i think it really depends because i was able to use it pretty effectively on some things um
1: yeah, uh, I'm with you. I, I think there's a lot of inconsistencies. Case in point, we just finished the Idris. Uh, I started, and Connie K- has same missiles. They're all Strike Force 2s. Uh, so it's not like I'm firing different missiles. In the very beginning, I was hitting pretty much all of them, right? And you would think it would be just the opposite because, you know, Idris should have the countermeasures. And then at the end, I was literally you know, 1,000 feet away, and every single missile was going, like, you know, above, below, to the left, to the right. And I I couldn't understand why. Uh, Because, first of all, it shouldn't even let me fire this close. But it was letting me fire. What's the
2: minimum distance?
1: Is there a minimum distance? There's
0: a min and a max. It depends on the
1: missile and the ship. Okay. I, I was, like, 500 away that's below minimum for sure i think seven is the minimum, and and they were firing max
0: the yeah the the max distance or the min distance yeah yeah.
1: so what i'm thinking i think that missile gameplay is a little glitched because maybe i was missing because you should have never let me fire to begin with
0: Mm. you know well you could dumb fire
1: at any distance. Oh, that's true. That's true. So You so, don't but, need a
0: missile lock at a closer distance, which I actually like because you're approaching an Idris or a bigger ship. You don't need to lock anything.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't, well, again, it wasn't working for me. It, it, it was yeah. not firing. I was looking straight at it, and it was literally taking like uh, a trajectory like 45 degrees up from it.
2: Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah like I was having a lot straight.
1: of success. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was uh, too much desync. Who knows? Uh, it's it's hard to tell when there's so many players on a server with Xenothread. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know whether it's a desync or or it's a game, you know, bug. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, that brings us to our next segment. It's Seaguard's question.
1: Um. um.
0: So for all those who don't recall from last week, Seagard asked, what, um, what do you want from med- from the medical gameplay loop coming in 315? And as a part two, what do you expect from the medical gameplay? Or what do you expect? So what do you want versus what do you expect in 315? Um, so Admiral Pete says, uh, what does he want? Not to have to land at a ground site and run for a long time to get to the medical center. I'd like to have it easier to get to healing when you're in need. Uh, what does he expect for medical gameplay to be too niche to be useful? Sadly. So a little bit of a myopic yeah. uh, POV for us, but you know, maybe that's true. Um, yep, Loom uh, Um, And and as we know, Loon is famous for some dissertations. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Um, What does he want? I'd like to see some kind of rescue mission where you find an injured NPC, have to treat his alancer or her wounds, or issues like low health, low O2, etc., and then put them on a gurney or something to get them to your ship and transport them back to their home base or planet of choice in the mission. It'd be pretty cool to see, as for group base play, I don't know, maybe add the ability for a repair ship to come in and either fix or tow the ship that they were in back to the same location as the end of the mission for a bonus um, when the mission is shared. 1.5, a.k.a. a little add-on to what does he want. Outside of cave mission or clearing a bunker or raiding a camp for supplies with a group, We can have dedicated medic on the team that, um, so that we just don't die and have to go back to the ship if it were even, uh, if it even had a. Sorry, I'm reading it and Loon, check your spelling. (laughs) Um, So, and have to go back to the ship if it even has a set spawn point like an ICU bed, for example. Now, introducing the gray cat defibrillator. Oh, uh, now, what does he expect? The same thing. I expect it to be buggy, death-filled pointlessness that just won't ever have a use case outside of theaters of war. Hmm. Um, Boris Craig- Kraken says he'd like to see a downstate instead of death for most wounds. Mavros says, first, that they don't need that they don't move it to 316. <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, one. and second, maybe cyber implants when a limb, organ, or whatever is beyond recovery. Uh, Admiral Cody says, "I want the game to be stable enough so that backspacing is no longer a thing. That way, medical gameplay will be absolutely essential. If you're familiar with ARMA uh, mod known as ACE." It has a robust medical system where you need to properly apply tourniquets, morphine, epinephrine, and bandages to wounds. Hopefully, we'll get something similar. I expect there to be some basic limb healing with a new medical tool. Metapens get nerfed and act more as adrenaline shots, so they keep you alive long enough to get to a hospital.
1: Wow. Very well thought out, Cody.
0: Yep. Um, so Ares Nightshade things says things um, and- for part one aka what do I want my primary hope is for a proper down state and being able to heal each other I am excited to see the next level of bounty hunting mechanics and I believe medical gameplay That's will play understood. a big role I really, want to, I really want that experience of apprehension as opposed to assassination part two I think we'll see healing others and maybe an early version of a downstate, but it'll be horribly buggy because body dragging doesn't work well at all. So we'll just have to backspace and respawn like before. If they also remove the Cuddy Red's respawn ability, that will be a major annoyance, but we'll get by. Um, so that's the last of the responses. Uh, Seaguard, what do you think? First of all, any of those sink in as sort of the likely one in your mind?
2: um uh, to some to, actually to some extent I I do think we're gonna have some incorporation into some kind of mission maybe it's the 890 jump mission where you can actually go in and revive some of the hostages mm-hmm. and get them out of the ship um I think that if you revive someone, The initial gameplay will be that you are, um, you know, you can get up and walk back to the ship, and if you get into the healing bed, you'll be fully healed. That's what Mm -hmm. I expect in the first one. So, so I would, I would like to see a little incorporation into some uh, missions, um, you know, with uh, using, uh, you know, as as they were they mentioned some kind of drug to. Stabilize the patient, defibrillators to wake the patient up, um, you know, to to restart their heart and then, um, enough of a a healing ability to, um, basically get them to walk back or move back under their own power to the ship. Then Mm -hmm. from there, I think they'll be healed to a hundred percent by the medical bed and whether it's a cutlass red or any place else, um, I think you've, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of how I'd see it. Okay.
0: Um, what about
1: you, Mr. Chekhov? Um, well, you know my opinion about the hospital play. I, I really truly think that it's going to be, um, again, f- first iteration is going to be very much like uh, uh, prison play. Not much different. Mm-hmm. Very, very limited functionality. Uh, I I like what uh, I believe it was it Cody. I mean, I really love what he said. Uh, you know, if we were that, you know, that complex, where you have to choose the proper medication, the proper instruments based on, you know, sort of like the the Star the, the Star Trek and Doctor McCoy. You have a little scanner. Boom, it reads out what the patient needs then you need to kind of, uh, uh, well, not necessarily, you may not even have it all in stock at that station, right? You may have to yeah. call a cuddy Red and have him transported somewhere where they have it and it needs to be a cause he or or a Carrick because he may need a medical bed, right, to be transported. Yeah. That kind of stuff is really cool that's what i've you know envision true medical yeah. plate to be because wow. and you know and of course you you'll have those missions right you're going to get paid for those missions uh i'm just again uh, but you know me the glass is you know half half empty so <laughs> we, it, it, it's 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 going to take several several patches because that's so far it what will. i've seen when they when yeah. they roll out something it's typically yeah like that components okay it's just pretty jpegs that's all we get that's first iteration then the jpegs yeah. come to life you know kind of like cartoonish yeah. way and then it yeah. becomes already full play
0: yeah i i truthfully i not i'm not pessimistic here i'm just i'm realistic this is literally gonna change where you spawn that's it yeah Yep. I, I think there there'll be a couple things that we get with it, so I think we'll have to reset. It'll it'll end up being the place we spawn. It'll it'll create the infrastructure for future mechanics, like Cody and others have described. Um, and then I think we will get the ability to heal others. Um, I don't even know if we'll get a down state at this point. I think that's in the cards for sure. That's pretty much what they've talked about being the future. I don't know if we're going to get a downstate so much as um, this. I do think this will be exciting from the standpoint of if we are doing ground combat missions, there will be the ability for someone to be a medic on the team. Um, But I think that's about it. Um, I don't think we're going to see mission content yet. I don't think we're going to see anything super fleshed out. I think the hospitals will exist. It'll be like med beds on a ship. You can spawn there, or you could go if you're already injured, go up there and heal. Because what we don't see in the content is the player status changes for a down state. We don't see player um, status changes for anything else. So I think that stuff is is on the roadmap you know, the the player status system, tier, what is it, tier two? I think that's what's Mm. going to bring the rest of that or more of that gameplay, but that's not slated for this patch. So unless they have something up their sleeves where they're keeping something hidden, I feel like it's going to be relatively basic on the plus side. It's not going to be like Cargo Depots. Right. Because it'll have some gameplay.
2: I wonder if Klesser, Krishan, prison is going to have a medic.
0: A- uh, they haven't talked about it, so I don't know why they would keep it secret. It would make sense. Cause in theory, in theory, I haven't said that in a while. I thought that was like my catchphrase for a year for like forever. <laughs> and then I stopped saying it. Yeah. Um, I was like, for sure. If we ever make <clears throat> merchandise, I'd have an in theory t-shirt or an in theory mug. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, in theory, if you're gonna respawn somewhere, it should be in a med bed. I don't know if that's gonna be the case right away. Right. It might be if you just set your spawn location there. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be thinking, interesting
2: to see. If you're out of, I was thinking like if you're if you have a crime stat and you're severely injured to the point where you lose consciousness and no one's with you, um, and you're in an area where you have, um there's no comms, so you have no crime stat visible, yeah. then it would yeah. send you to Grim Hex, so you'd have a hospital there of some kind. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's not as capable. Oh, yes. If you have a crime stat and you're near a comm station and, and you, you get injured at that point, then you would go to Crusher. And if you don't have a crime stat, but you get injured to in that state, you would then go to um, a normal...
0: Last place yep. you
1: had logged off, I
2: guess. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: well, so, I mean, yeah go ahead, go ahead, Chekhov. No, I was gonna say. So, like, I'm thinking what you said about spawn point. It makes a lot of sense, right? So, uh, three fifteen, right, comes out. We're in September, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Citizen Con is October, right? Mm-hmm. They they launch uh, PTU uh, three fifteen, and the first thing you're gonna see is you're gonna spawn you know, in a hospital. you got to wake up in a hospital. And, and I think that's the wow factor, you know, the thing they're, they're kind of uh, looking for and betting on because you want to do something special for everyone for CitizenCon. And that, I think, uh. will certainly get everybody's sort of, uh, you know, enthusiasm up because th- that's a big change, you know, because basically we've been waking up in a have what, for eight years? Yeah, Right? Yeah. Well, so, maybe a little less than eight. Yeah. Six. Really? Why what did you wake up at the very beginning?
0: You didn't. You you couldn't uh, we, we haven't been able to use the P the P U as we know it is what, twenty fifteen Seagard? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. That was what they called the baby PU uh-huh. at the
1: time. Uh, you know so i just thought of something it, it will be really cool for some of us uh, like myself that haven't played the game from the very beginning maybe to in one of our episodes to really talk about so like the early days of uh of star citizen you know it's interesting it is i can
2: remember first time i first time i saw it was actually um all they had was arena commander with the uh, not broken moon the other one. And there was no AI, there was nothing. It was just you could fly there. Yeah. And
1: I was like, oh
2: man. Right?
1: I, and it was, and, and, yeah. You know, think about a leap of faith. And at that point, the Kickstarter was fully on and everybody were yeah. buying concept ships, right? Yeah.
0: It was, you're already post Kickstarter yeah. at this point. Wow. Yeah. Because the Kickstarter was before they had anything.
1: Yeah.
2: That was 2000, end of 2012. And I think I joined at the yeah. beginning of 2013. S-
1: or, yeah so you you're literally buying jpegs because you're really not playing
2: Mm -hmm. wow well you could walk into a well could you walk into a hangar the
0: hangar module i think released in 2014 or 2013.
2: yeah and it was it was like multi if you had multiple ships you just had multiple bays in your hangar
0: yeah it just extended it was infinite pretty much but you didn't have that many ships and then it took a while for them to be hangar ready anyway. They don't even talk about that anymore. Remember they used to say the ship's hangar ready and it'd appear in the hangar, but you couldn't mm-hmm. go in, in the PU yet. Yeah. Cause they didn't have damage states and, and other tech.
2: Yeah. And the ships you could see at that time were like the Aurora. You could see the, uh, 300 I, um, the, the old one, no less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it. Right. uh, well that was the only ones you could buy at the time, right?
0: I I this this predates me. I just have a a, a
2: sense of the history. Yeah, it was uh it was pretty spectacular to walk down there and uh, and then oh the other thing was when you when you would go, you would pick up your helmet and the hel- you would look down at your helmet and then the guy would flip the helmet in his hands and then yeah put it on your head. So it had this cool little move which everyone would like oo and not over. Oh. And then, um, so in the
0: early days when I joined, which was later, way later, um, but it was like baby PU existed, and then the other modules were the hangar module, um, the uh, arena commander, and then they also had you know the social module, which launched in 2015 because oh. they they showed it at CitizenCon 2015, and it was essentially. Uh, a version of arc corp
1: mm. cool you know that that actually this conversation gave me a great idea for a question so and it would be something like this when did you first find out about star citizen and how like for, mm-hmm. for what sources and what made you join
0: yeah that's a great question we should tack it on to the same we should so I, I think we have three questions for this week because I have a question also.
2: Oh, cool. okay. We don't have to put – well, I've already put mine out. That's right.
0: No, I think we should put all three. Okay. We get to – it's our anniversary episode. Mm-mm. Is it our anniversary episode or our birthday episode? What do we call it? Which one?
1: Uh, It should be anniversary. Well, yeah, I think birthday is probably even more appropriate because it yeah. is an entity, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's do it. Well – um, before we well, I guess why don't we ask why don't we ask our questions? So check off uh, well, I, I guess Seagard, since you did it first, what is your question for this week?
2: I gotta actually go check. <laughs> I can pull it up if you want. Yeah, go yeah, go ahead. All right. I was trying to save bandwidth so I had Discord shut off.
0: Yeah, no, I, I that's why I was I immediately double click on Discord. I turn it off because I get the the bloops, bloops.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, if you can read it, that's cool. Yeah.
0: So, Seaguard's question, it's already in our Discord. Um, for this week, there's already three answers. <laughs> um, is number one, which of these factors... Oh, sorry. Which of these factors constrains your cargo hauling gameplay most? Uh, ship cargo capacity, cargo availability upfront cost of buying cargo, and two, which of these factors limits the value of cargo you are willing to risk hauling? Risk of pirates, risk of 30Ks, and expendable credit. So that is Seagard's question.
2: Yeah, and by expendable credit, I mean, if you you only have a 100,000 credits, you could say, oh, I'll spend all of it. But then you have zero, right? If you mm-hmm. only have one ship, you ain't going very far, especially if you have low quantumium already or quantum fuel already. So uh, that's what I was really thinking about. Was, you know, sometimes yeah. you just can't – you only have 20000 so I'm making a $10,000 investment, 10000 credit investment, and I'll buy the most expensive stuff I can, but I'll fly it in something small. So, yeah. Anyway,
1: that's it.
0: Uh, check if you could repeat your question as a
1: question again okay so uh, when did you first hear about a star citizen uh, wh- wh- where did you hear it uh, and uh, what made you ultimately join okay um, so check will you I put that, that in the
0: discord it. or should I have
1: should I do it for you uh, if you don't, well, let me put it to you this way. If you want to, right now I'm, I'm flying, uh, Connie for the first time in atmosphere. Yeah. And you I'll do and it. sitting in the turret.
0: <laughs> I will. Yeah. I will do it af- after the show.
2: Don't forget to hit the K key and use your, uh, vertical. What, what, thruster. what? Hit the K key and it'll open up the fans on the wings.
1: Yeah. Oh, the really? V, the VTOL thrusters are fans. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that, that Kanye has VTOL.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's
1: why it's really fun to fly in gravity.
0: Oh, yeah, yours are open. You never closed them.
2: Yeah, I think I just um,
0: And then my question is actually very similar to something I already asked okay. tonight, but what was your favorite readcast moment?
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good
0: so, look. Uh, that's not for
2: us this time, that's for them
0: Correct, correct, we already talked about ours So listeners, what was your favorite moment? If you have one, if you don't, it's okay we get it. um, When you answer your questions With the exception of the three who already answered Please label or Make sure it's clear that you're answering which question um, You know, sea guards Chekhovs, or Kikis uh, So now we have some questions Uh, The first question comes to us from Discord. It's Boris Kraken. uh, And he says, with today's Galactopedia update on Alberto Vera, uh, I haven't watched it, or or read it rather. Uh, He said, do you think the M50 engine swap is the test bed for ship modules? That's my call. Uh, So what do you think,
2: Seaguard? I realize I have it, to say. I, I haven't heard the engine swap thing.
0: I haven't heard it. Oh, it's been on the roadmap. Yeah. As it, a deliverable. It got pushed back, no less.
2: No, it could be a test bed for the module. Yeah, it could be.
0: What do you be think, a good one. What do you think, Chekhov?
1: Uh, honestly, don't know. don't know, but I would say that would be great. I mean, if this is, you know, first signs of that to come, yeah. I
0: 100% agree. Um, And here's the reason why. So I'll I'll back it up with why I think. Um, They made it so important. And if you really think about it, outside of just cosmetic stuff and functioning, you know, it's one of the major things that you change that makes the ship look different and behave different. I know that our guns look different and everything, but for some reason, this seems more integrated. Um, and so I have a funny feeling that yes, I think it is the test bed for modularity and ships. I think you're right particularly because of the importance. I think that's what really messes with me is, is how important it's been on the roadmap. And then it gets pushed back and M50 owners are like upset, but everyone else is like, whatever. Um, But I think it really is like a mini, you know, uh, modularity test. Uh, Techno asks, he has three questions for us today. Um, First is with roads and rivers coming, uh, in the game, do you think this will add realism to star citizen What do you think seaguard will it add realism
2: yeah i i do i do think it'll be uh i think it will add some realism for sure and rivers not only is the depth but it's also the speed of the water right mm. um that could be a natural obstacle um mm-hmm. So I think I, I'm interested in that the roads on developed planets. <clears throat> yeah, I I guess that'll be fun. It maybe make ground vehicles a little more useful yeah. for hauling. Right.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Uh what about you, Chekhov?
1: Well, you know, of course I'm looking forward to rivers because with the rivers potentially come boats and sailboats. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah that would be a lot of fun
0: yeah i I would say it'll a hundred percent add to realism. The question is what gameplay will matter? So for instance, yeah, we can explore planets till our our uh, until our heart's content. Um, and yeah, maybe we can put some outpost near a river. But outside of that, what purpose will it serve? And there's a huge part of me that's like, well, if it's going to make the planet seem more real, I'm down for it. But we want it to seem more real See and breakfast. mean something. You know, like give us a reason to go to a place where there's a river, and maybe that's where settlements will be. Maybe that's where towns will be, and that that'll make it more immersive. Um,
2: I don't know. Yeah, he so mm-hmm. you you mentioned something I hadn't thought about, but you know what? What do rivers bring? Well, they bring life, right? They bring foliage. They bring yeah. They bring Hopefully, a river and They bring creatures. Creatures, yes. No. Right. I think, uh and they, you know, there's definitely ways to cross rivers. Yeah, so you could have bridges, no doubt, but you also could have Bobby, Bobby, fjords fords, fords. I guess they are fording mm-hmm. points. So
0: so hopefully hopefully that, hopefully the gameplay is there um follow-up question how do you envision the roads and how do you envision these roads and or rivers should all locations have them or should select locations and if so what areas i would imagine there being the exploratory aspect of venturing off the beaten path what say you folks uh, what do you say, C-Guy?
2: We are already off the beaten path because we have no roads. <laughs> You're on a move. Um, I think that they will bring higher speeds for ground vehicles. I think they will make it um, – I, I think they will make ground vehicle racing um, a reality um, versus just like the um, Daymar Rally. Now you'll be able to do kind of a rally race through the different uh, road systems. Um, Navigating by road will make a difference, right? Which road is going to get you to your place. Um, If they put it in a city, I think that would be great. I think that would be a lot of fun.
0: Mm. Okay. Um. What about you? Uh, oh my God, Chekhov! I
2: almost called you Seagard. Yeah. What an insult! What about you, Seagoff? <laughs> 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 he was insulted by that.
0: Yeah. Or Chekhov. Guard yeah. Well, Chekhov. What about you? Paging Chekhov.
1: Sorry, I was on mute. Yeah. Not, Thank not only I, I was it. like, do we have another
0: disconnect we have to worry about? No,
1: no, no disconnects. But oh, we yeah. do have an issue because I was very distracted.
0: I knew <laughs> it. I knew it. Bring we do it have an issue. Team. I wasn't listening. Okay, I'll answer the question then. Go ahead. Um, you take
1: it. I don't think I know the answer anyway.
0: I think, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to dictate what locations should have rivers and or roads. I think it should be based on what makes the most sense, both lore wise, as well as gameplay wise. Um, I do think most places that, that have bodies of water would likely have rivers. So that would make sense. And I do think that it would be interesting to see places where we can traverse by vehicle have roads where it makes sense. So I could totally see roads at Loreville leading from those different exit points to points of interest and have it making those reasons to exist besides box deliveries. Um and I can see roads being a thing on Microtech between sections of the city. Um and beyond that, I'm sure there's limitless amounts of gameplay there. Um so yeah, um, and I do think there'll be off the beaten path stuff. I just, I sit there and I go, all right, what's going to be scientifically interesting about a river that would be more interesting than going to find a new system or something else? And that's where I go, hmm, hey, yeah. I'm assuming that they're putting in this effort for a reason and I have hope and trust. And maybe I'm foolish, but I don't think I
2: am. If you're following a Roman road, you might find a Roman, you know, you know archaeology at the end. If you're following a dirt road, you know, um, you know, you might, by Roman, I was just using the Yeah, I know what you're saying. Of ancient, or of ancient yeah. stuff. Uh, if you follow a trail, um, it may be a work trail and it may lead you to salvage. And or
0: it may be a game trail.
2: It may be a game trail would be another type of trail. And that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, those would be cool. I,
0: I, f- I have a feeling those two things are more important. At least the roads are. <laughs> I feel like they're more important for the the little outposts that are coming up that we've been seeing a lot about. Right. But I guess I mean we'll see. I'm excited to see. I'm glad they're coming. You know, like rivers, especially on Microtech. Even with the demo, it was amazing. Yeah. So CD anything. User,
2: awesome. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Like I could see people being photographers <laughs> in game and and selling their their digital photography somewhere. Um, so. Um, Let's see. And last but not least, regarding rivers, what would you like to see and how would you like those implemented? Will we finally be able to swim and dive perhaps with a new nautical suit or even a nautical Argo vessel of some sort? Uh, What would you like to see out of River Seaguard? Um,
2: I'd like you to see the terrain deformation Right, the, the cliffs that a river have cut, um, <laughs> the, the canyons and the cliffs. Um, by themselves, I mean, yeah, you want fish in there. There's no doubt about it. But I don't think that's going to come because it's a type of animal, right? I think that's going to be a while down the road. Uh, so I would say yeah. if it's not that and uh, not just being a natural obstacle, I would say that um, – i would just expect the terrain to be deformed and for it to be uh, aesthetically pleasing maybe yeah. cave maybe cave
0: oh i i could see that playing a part and also waterfalls right like right oh yeah waterfalls is a good point
1: mm-hmm.
0: what about you check off what do you uh what do you think? i think
1: i already mentioned but definitely boats, 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 boats.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I think I mentioned I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's
2: <funny>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't thinking about it. I don't know why, but I wasn't thinking about rivers as a survival mechanic. And water and food might be the main thing that we're looking for. Hmm. Um, and if that's the case, then I'm actually really happy. Um, next question. Quadnim asks thoughts for scanning as discussed by checkoff recently. The turning up the power will make you more visible to others as an active scan. So you might want to turn down the power to stay more hidden. Therefore, managing the power becomes a trade-off between a more accurate slash detailed scan versus remaining more hidden. So if I could just couch this real quick, I think Quadnum is suggesting a combination of what we talked about last week, checkoff as well as the balance between making you more visible and being more hidden. So thoughts, Seagart?
2: Uh, I think it's going to be a risk, obviously, especially um, if you are using a lot of power, you better have a lot of firepower to back it up because you're going to attract attention. Right. Um, no doubt about it. We, you know, we do it now. We see someone on the ground and you can see their headlights from orbit. I mean, you know, that's how we <laughs> find each other sometimes. We're line with scatters. So, yeah, uh, I, I do think that's going to be a balance. Um I think it's going to be a balance.
0: Okay. Yeah, I
1: think it's a factor.
2: What?
0: What do you
1: think? Chekhov? Well, I guess it kind of yeah. We had these discussions, but um, I'm not sure what he means exactly because uh, it's not really the power. So it's the either the angle or, or the degrees of ping, right? So are we are we talking about you think? The angle scan, like you know, full 360 degrees versus just 180, uh, or is it the ping? Um, in you know, when you when you um, uh, focus, I'm sorry, the 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 other way around. The angle is is the ping. The scan is the focus, right? Right.
0: Well, I guess if you really think about it. We don't – well, he's talking about scanning power, so I think it's the amount of – I don't know. To be yeah, so, so ping I now think is one the, button and it's one thing. Yeah, I, I, I think,
1: think – yeah, we need a little bit more research because we, we talked about what I mentioned to him is when I – when the circle is wide, like give you an example, I'm scanning a whole space station. When the circle is wide, I am scanning, like, uh, I'm getting turrets on the station. I'm getting, like, miscellaneous stuff. Can't control it.
0: I almost feel as though when you're scanning and something could show up on your scan that you're wide scanning. So, I'm sorry. I'm answering the question based on what I'm hearing already. Um, So, if you're scanning a wide range and you're picking something up, I feel as though they're – Passive scanners should pick you up, right? We're being scanned by someone. They might, not, they might not know where the person is, but they should know that someone's scanning them. You know what I mean? Would doubt and then it, that yeah. way, that means you're picked up, but you might, they, might not, they might need to do their own fancy scanning to know the location.
2: Mm-hmm. See, I don't, I don't think that's how it works. I think it. Oh, works.
0: I, I'm theory crafting. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying how it actually works. I don't. I, I think, don't think Quadnum's saying how it actually works.
2: Yeah, I think the way it works right now is a ping, is, is sent out. It's a it's a power surge. Yeah. that's that's visible, and you could see the center and, of it based on the ping. So, wh- well, yeah, it does have a, a width, but. The return strength is what's is, depends on how reflective or dense yeah. the material is that you're scanning against. Yeah. Um I don't I, I don't know if you can even adjust it for more power or less power in passive no. mode. You can definitely concentrate it onto an object. I think it's
0: I think it's the scanning mode he's mostly referencing.
2: So that's the passive mode.
0: Well, no. Passive means you're not doing anything.
1: Correct. You're just absorbing. The
0: scan. I think he's talking about active scanning.
1: Right. Right. Active scanning. Yeah. So when you hit oh. V
0: and decide either a, a small band window that goes further and a more tight yep. range versus Correct. a wide range, that gives you maybe broad
2: information but less. Okay. I'm gonna to have to go check that out now because now I'm confused, and I well, thought I understood If we're it.
0: confused, please reiterate your question again next yeah. week. <laughs> um, why don't we move on? Because we're we're like well, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's mostly theory crafting because I don't know if it's really there yet. Um, now, Boris Kraken. Speaking of confusion, his <laughs> first question is Q one. I think it will be a fantastic addition. Oh, so he's responding to Techno about roads and rivers. Gotcha. Uh, So he says, I think it'll be a fantastic addition. They can use it to give some structure to the homesteads. Once you have roads, you can sort out the clown car physics of the current vehicle driving. Oh, he's literally just answering (laughs) Techno's questions. Q2. (laughs) Roads and rivers will be placed where they're needed. Or were needed, okay? Where they are needed or were needed. Q three: Rivers are for fishing. All the best MMOs have fishing.
1: Oh, I was thinking yeah, that yeah. too. Oh, I forgot about that. Sure, fishing off the boat. <laughs> fishing off the check Connie. off.
0: I think you're off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true
1: too. At some point, I
2: was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was on the boat, but now he's off the boat. Now he's voted off the island.
1: (laughs) Officially, I I was OTB at one point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The dog track? (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: man. Um,
0: And then he said, don't forget my last week question that just missed the cut. We already asked that. That was the first question um, with the M50 thing. So thank you for reminding us, Boris so he combined answering techno's questions with his question so uh, hey i like it um next question comes to us from aries nightshade and he says with the current patch cycle the boost to turret damage potential has significantly increased multi-crew gameplay how long do you think before CIG begins enforcing certain rules to specific
2: seats and multi sh-
0: multi-crew ships? What do you think, Seaguard?:
2: uh, I think we're starting to see that we've just saw the first piece of it with missile um, designation mm-hmm. missile capability. Um, the other one is you can already alter engineering the triangle right from sev- several stations. Yeah, um, I think we will see that. I I actually think that would be something we will see at uh, CitizenCon. Ooh, can good you, guess.
1: Uh, can you please come down to the cargo bay and need your opinion on something?
0: Yes. Um, what about you, off? When will specific um when will multi crew seats be essentially enforced
1: as specific by c i g see I like that see now this is really good, really works for me. You repeat the question for both of us now I think it's fair, so i'm never caught off guard
0: well this is <laughs> I usually do that check off the distinction will be sometimes the question has five layers to it oh yeah that's and true. I don't really have the it's not that I don't have the capability,
1: I, but I... Quick, quick question for you as I answer my question. can you Do you think I can fit a rock here, regular rock that's a DS in there? In this uh, open yeah. gap? Yeah, yeah, that open gap. Yeah,
2: yeah it looks so, like a rock will fit. I used to put yeah. th- two rocks back there. Yeah, but I yeah. put a DS in it.
0: Yeah, but the DS only changes the width, doesn't it? Not the length.
2: It's the oh. same length as an Ursa
1: rover, but I think it'll fit. Yeah. Um, okay. It we'll looks try. like it'll fit. Yeah. So to answer the question, um, that the yes, I could see that there's gonna be uh, some ships that will be totally designated as they will not take off. You you won't be able to really get them off the ground solo. It's just
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, you misheard the question, Chekhov.
1: Oh, I didn't. See, I got distracted again.
0: The, the question is, how long do you think it will... It's assuming that this is going to happen, essentially. How long do you think it's going to take before CIG decides to lock down specific seats in a multi-crew ship to have specific functions? So, for example, on the ship we're on right now, the left and right seat by the, pi- the pilot seat having specific functions. So one might be a scanning station, one might be something completely different.
1: Yeah. Um so so the assumption is it will happen. Just the question is when. I'm, think, I'm just thinking that like why why do we assume that it will happen? Maybe it won't uh, happen. Maybe well, it will always stay uh you know like uh it is today where where, where no matter where you sit, you have access to everything. It just depends what what you take on. Um That's kind of, but it kind of, it, I mean, it opens up your mind to many different things. I mean, it, you you could tie in reputation here. You may have to. It doesn't matter where you sit, but based on your reputation, you may not be able to operate certain components because you yeah. just don't have the skill set, right? Yeah. Uh, or the permissions or the permissions right or like I said you know you try to get into a ship and you want to take it up solo Uh, either you cannot period or again you don't have a skill set too meaning you are not licensed to fly beyond sort of like the truckers right CDL license you're not licensed to fly a capital ship just don't have that skill set yet and then yeah. you need to do X amount of missions or training missions to acquire that license. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- th- this is again going back to I hate to say so. This is such a beautiful sandbox that uh, you know we could theory craft almost about anything. You know, that anything yeah. can happen here. I think yeah. I think you're gonna I think
2: you're gonna see. In the very near future, you're going to see the engineering triangle separated off on multi-crew ships. You're going to see the missile operator mode uh, separated off because we already have that. Um, the turrets are already off. And I think the one we haven't seen a change in lately, but is coming, is tractor beams on ships. Right. Uh-oh. You Uh-oh. have the Taurus, which has a turret. And you have the Akita yeah. which have a turret, one has a scanner turret, and one has a tractor turret.
0: And there's two tractor tractor beam spots on the caterpillar, too. A
2: caterpillar. And the cutlass black is supposed to have a tractor beam.
0: Yeah, but it, that one doesn't have a dedicated
2: spot. Yeah, you're right. So it, But we do have a significant number of months now with the hand tractor beams, and they work well.
0: Yeah. So I think it's gonna be a combination of the two. I think there's clearly different seats. If you, I go back to the Carrick only because the seats are so different, right? If you look at a Connie, three seats are very similar, and then there's the two turret gunners, and then there are stations where you could tell someone could do some engineering. the The Carrick and some other multi crew ships. I I can't speak to all of them because I don't fly them as much but I do fly the Caric a lot, and I sit there and sit in different seats and I'm a weirdo.
2: Cutlass red could be a good one. Yeah. I mean, you have the spotlight for the second seat already, you know, track for me on it, that turret would be really cool.
0: I think that's what it ultimately it's going to come down to. What are certain seats capable of? I, I have two, two schools of thought. I think, sir. I think, there, we're just as likely to see seats that are semi-swappable that could do a couple of different things based on how you permission and configure your ship. So, But I do think, like, if, if you look at a Carrick, the three seats on the lower bridge, I feel like you could swap what the left and right seat can do, but that's it. The middle seat pilots the left and right seat could be like comms and someone could be dealing with like sh- you know power management the upper deck the command the command spot could fly the ship but i also think it probably gets an overarching view of everything that's going on in the ship and then the two seats behind can swap like scanners and other things but that's my first view my second view is certain seats will have certain specific duties because I'm sitting there going, they added this mini seats for a reason. And they chose the look, feel and design for a reason. I could yes. be wrong. They might change that. They might eventually, we might have seats right now that look super multifunctional. And then long-term they completely change what they do. Who knows? Um, so I don't know. And then the whole concept of MFDs and being multifunctional displays also makes me go towards the first one where it's like, well, certain seats are c- capable of certain things. And then it might just be access
2: that determines what you can truly do. The re- the retaliator just popped into my head.
0: Mm. Tell us more.
2: Well, I'm just thinking. It's got a single pilot seat. It's mm-hmm. got torpedoes. Um, it's got multiple gun turrets. It's got an engineer station that's specific yep. in the back, um, yeah. And then you also have the two pods. Let's see. Do you have a, a seat behind him on the left and the right next to the? No, pilot? that's the reclaimer. Okay, so so it's just it is it's gunners, an engineer, um, and pilot, and pilot. So who's going to launch the torpedoes? The pilot. Okay. Yeah.
0: The pilot uh, doesn't have any forward-facing guns anyway, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. But I was thinking, yeah, you're right. It's probably, it's probably So it's not going to be the one I'm thinking of. It's, I thought it had two seats up there also no, for some reason. No, that's
0: the Reclaimer, or the Valkyrie has those. Yeah. I thought, wow, well, that might be it. But, anyway. but the is a great example, too, because you sit there and you look at the Reclaimer, and it's like, hmm.
2: Yeah. He the reason I thought Retaliators, because Retaliator's getting a remake. Right? If you well, put a the gold, engineer a gold standard pass. Yeah. Yeah, but you could tack something onto that pretty easily.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously, now that they're passing it, right, like right. they are much closer to engineering gameplay today. So even as they're doing the gold standard pass, they may actually know much more of what an engineer's life will look like. So for instance, I look at the Connie, and I don't know if this is any different from before they did an additional pass on it. So I can't speak to it, but uh, all I can speak to is the fact that there's a rock just shifting around in um, this Connie. But you look in the cargo bay, there are canisters on the wall with cords that are very bright that leave the canisters. That definitely looks like some kind of engineering gameplay., gotcha. I don't rem- I don't recall if they existed before, but I see a bunch of them all around. like there's another canister on one pillar, another on another. So, like you wonder now at this point, every time they add something new, they might have more features and functionality they can add that they know where it's going to exist. And it might not be the fleshed out version, but it's saving themselves some time because they know it's right. going to eventually exist. was
2: a good question. Yeah. Great question. Mm-hmm.
0: Um Last but not least. Oh, and by the way, Seaguard, I agree. I think we'll see really solid multi-crew gameplay at CitizenCon. Just a guess. That sounds like it. Yeah. If... It, I feel like Citizen is either going to be Squadron 42 related or PU, and we're going to get the stuff we already talked about. Um, and I think so anyway, because I think we're going to get at least a ton of PU stuff just because we haven't been oh, talking. No. What?
1: Did you knock my DS down? I didn't do anything. It off. was hiding by a thread.
0: I've been hearing it going, Doon, was... doom, 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 oh. doom,
1: doom. <laughs> oh no alright we'll fix it
0: well I was going to say I would try and move it but
1: Uh, it looks hopeless
0: Um, last question comes to us from iVind via email and he says so this is similar to the last one in a way he says so salvage is coming or they say it's coming we've heard this before but why do you think it's more likely or less likely now
2: than before. Seaguard, is okay. it more or
0: less likely, and why?
2: Um, I think that uh, I think it's more likely now because they have uh, a good example of an existing gameplay loop in mining.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. I think it's uh, you know it's one of the core ones for for people who don't want to just shoot people, and they have an existing one which is. You know, easy to reference at least from a from a visual perspective, and understand what's you know what's what's needed. Um, yeah, I I think that's going to flow much better in making uh, the next ones. So I think it'll be salvage next. I think that's why they've they've flashed mining out so much too. Yeah, I mean, mining is very very well long. Well, it really is. And I you know, feel then. like we're. 60% there with mining. Yeah. With tractor beams, I think it'll come up and drones. That would yeah. get the Orion out. But uh, So that's my thought.
0: What about you, Chekhov? Do you think salvage is more or less likely to come? And why are we not?
1: Um, I Actually, I, I almost don't understand the question more or less likely to come period or so salvage is on the
0: roadmap finally there's like a tier one version and a handheld version we've been promised salvage for it was supposed to be in the game probably a year and a half ago two years ago by now
2: yeah yeah so
1: they've been quite a bit better uh, sticking as far as them sticking to the roadmap, so I yeah,
0: but but the question is, what's giving it, it? So, is it to you, is it the roadmap adherence that's giving you more confidence?
1: Uh, yeah, it would. Okay, I think it would come, yes.
0: I think that's a really fair point. Um, to you know me one little
2: thing that oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I stepped on it. I was going to say the other thing is that the um, that textures have come a long way, right? You can now mm-hmm. see really a realistic damage as you strip down the ships. Uh, you saw my my uh, Gladius Valiant the other day. I mean, I could see the spars and the wings because the skin was bubbled back, yeah. and, and the, the effect and that's not blowing, even done yet, right? <laughs> And that's, you know, the glowing skin when it's overheated and the burnt edges and and uh you know the paint being worn off. I think that those are all factors in the the peeling back of parts of a, a wrecked ship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um so my feeling Couple things, actually. Uh, one, I think that's a good point, Chekhov. I do think their adherence to making a much more reasonable roadmap is true. Um, I I think the reason to believe that salvage is closer versus further away uh, it is twofold. Uh, eh, it's it's probably multifaceted, but still. The big thing is one: we're getting a hel- handheld version of it. Uh, actually, so so it is three. We're getting a handheld version of it. Two: we're going to be getting physicalized damage soon. It's maybe not maybe not this year, but it's coming. And supposedly, the first the first tier of salvage is really hull stripping three persistence was the tech barrier that they mentioned in relationship to salvage. One of the biggest tech barriers in relationship to salvage. And that's coming along. We're already getting more and more versions of persistence as we go along. We're getting, you know, um, personal inventory changes next patch. So I think, That all points to salvage is probably coming in a much more meaningful way. And I also think salvage is one of the few professions that still doesn't really rely on the need for NPCs right away. So you look and you see how bounty hunting got pushed back to next year. Well, yeah, of course it got pushed back to next year because we need the AI to be perfect for bounty hunting to be really even remotely fleshed out. Um salvage doesn't need to be that way. We could salvage our own wrecks. We could salvage NPC wrecks. NPCs don't even have to be particularly good because it just needs to populate a space.
2: Um we you could salvage other yeah, can salvage each exactly. other's persistence. We can salvage each other's ships whether yeah. someone's in them or not. Correct. Well, I, I mean, who knows? Uh,
0: obviously the law system needs to account for that too. See, but then you sit there and you go, oh, this is why it is so complex. If you try to salvage a ship that isn't damaged, then you're committing a crime. Well, that needs to exist in the game. Um, Ivind actually asks a second question. Also, if I pose a question in the checkoff will he not remember it and start answering some other random question? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is
0: highly pertinent <laughs> to your previous answer of a question you weren't asked.
1: <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm just having such a hard time with these two rocks. <laughs>
0: like a rock. Um off. I have a solution, but you're not
1: going to like it. I um, know. Just go claim it.
0: I was just going to say we're in the armistice zone, so I can't shoot you in the head.
1: Oh, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so, everybody, um, if you do have questions, comments, thoughts, feelings, things you did for science, answers to Seaguard's questions, anything you just want to express, because we'll listen you can email us at readcastsc at gmail.com at least some de- of us will listen yes, some right. of us will listen <laughs> two thirds of us are guaranteed to listen <laughs> um, you could DM our twitter handle at readcastsc you could submit a message through anchor uh, you could join our readcast discord engage with us there or you can text us at six four six seven eight three eight one five four. Um, you could also leave a voicemail there too, if you want. Um, but please don't do it late at night cause it, it does make my phone ring. Uh, and as always, don't forget, Reed is an org in the game and we happen to be respectful, law abiding, friendly people who are pretty regular players. Uh, and Reed stands for, as always, research and engineering through exploration and discovery. Um, There are several Reed content creators out there, uh, including O-Earth, a.k.a. Earth is his actual name, uh, who has videos on YouTube. And then we also have the musical stylings of Admiral Cody and Calibri, who have been slowly but surely building a really great soundtrack based on Reed and Star Citizen. And that, my friends, wraps up the first year of read episodes.
1: Yay. Where's the fire? Did you come up Woo-hoo! with any kind of music? Okay. Like, if go. I had the,
0: if I had the presence of thinking about the fact that we were hitting a year, um, yeah. maybe we could have done something special, but this is yeah. what you get guys.
2: I could
1: have <laughs> well, certainly chosen a better. Yeah. We should have done it. Yeah, well, we should, should have come out to Brooklyn. We could pop the champagne. Yeah. Yeah. There
0: you go. Yeah. Uh if only. If only. Although, you know, it would be really weird recording the three of us in my tiny well, It's not tiny, but it's still a bedroom. <laughs> still a bedroom in an apartment on the third floor in Brooklyn.
2: I understand.
0: Well everybody, <laughs>
1: we will <Yeah. laughs> we will
0: see you next week. <laughs>
1: Good night, well, for some night, for some day. (laughs) Uh, I guess we're done recording.